Hello, dear viewers and listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. This is our season four concluding episode. Mm. And just like we concluded season three, we are going to take a look at the top 20 whiskeys of 2023 as announced by Whiskey Advocate magazine. Joshua? Yes. I, I sent you a note saying, don't look at this list. Were you were you uh-huh. naughty or nice when it came to looking at this list? So I was for the most part nice. I know one of them for sure. And then I, I saw another one, but I'm my brain is like a sieve and I forgot the second one that I saw. So, you know, it'll all except for one, it will all be a surprise to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're going to do what we did last year, right. which is get we're really play drunk a little... and, and then just go through the list. Is that what we did? Just last on year? eggnog, only eggnog. eggnog. <laughs> uh, and it has to go straight into your veins, which is where it lives <laughs> oh. after you consume it anyway. <laughs> and so, so we're not going to play a guessing game for all 20, but I think there are key moments on this list where I think it's fun to see does it make sense to you? Have you heard of it? Have you seen some buzz around this? So, so okay. without further ado, Joshua, um, mm. I'm I'm going to frame this on behalf of Whiskey Advocate because they have a, a nice little body of text here at the top, and it says, "Our top twenty whiskeys represent a curated collection that deserves your notice. This assortment features hidden gems offering exceptional value, standout examples leading their respective styles, and superbly crafted bottles worth seeking out. Above all, each whiskey in this list stands out as a beacon of excitement, highlighting the pinnacle of a year filled with remarkable tastings." Oh, I like that. That's, that's, that's a nice paragraph. Bit of poetry, it? right? A little bit of poetry lovely. right there. Yeah. Right. Um, to to our understanding, mm-hmm. Whiskey Advocate puts together their tastings throughout the year. They do assign numerical values, mm-hmm. and then they have an editorial meeting in anticipation of putting together this top 20 list yep. where they return blind to their most uh, – highest of scores mm-hmm. and and then a top 20 is born of that so these aren't just the top 20 scoring whiskies of 2023 but are instead an amalgamation of the best whiskies they've had the best of the best sure sure yeah okay so where would you start a top 20 list <laughs> You know, the the one thing that I do know about this list is when Whiskey Advocate do it, they do a countdown of the of the top ten, starting at ten and then down mm. to one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then once that's released, they release top you know eleven through twenty. Yep. Um, I think last year we went from twenty down to one, if I'm not mistaken. So you and I, I did, yes. Yeah. So let's let's just you know. Let's do that again. I, I quite liked that. So so the good news is that is what we're doing. Uh, my question is, what would you have in the 20th spot? Oh, 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 what would I have in the 20th spot? Oh, boy. <laughs> Remembering it has to be a 2023 release. Yeah. 
And and it's a hugely unfair question. I do not expect you to get this correct, Joshua. No, I mean, can, can you can you narrow it down for me? Can you give well, me? Well, I'm curious about process, right? Oh, process. Which is when you and I put together mm-hmm. our our two top five lists for for pours, you know, American and, and an earlier yeah. episode where we talked about scotches or or single malts, I should say. Yeah. There's there's an idea, and I, and I was thinking mostly of your top five list, where you came out the gates with with real affordability and talked about affordability. Yeah. And one of the one of the things we said in that episode was whiskey has been too cheap for too long, and we need to get out of the headspace where mm. pricing starts here and maybe go to pricing starts here. And for listeners, I started my hand in a lower position, and then I raised it to a higher <laughs> position. And and so essentially, Whiskey Advocate opens up their top 20 with a $25 American uh, whiskey. Oh, there you go. Okay, you know what? I, I like that. I like that it's kicking off with affordability, with shareability, right? Right, right. That's, right. that's yeah. That, that's that's quite nice. There's some there's something about spending twenty five dollars and pouring it for friends, and spending two hundred and twenty five dollars and say, okay, let me narrow down the field of friends that I'm going to be pouring this for. <laughs> um, you know, so so th- that twenty five dollars could be spread far and wide. So twenty five dollars in American yeah. whiskey. I'm I want to say it's it's got to be some sort of a. A bourbon, maybe like a, a BIB bottled and bond bourbon that's got big flavor, decent ABV, but but a good price. So I so I'm glad you said all of that because okay. you're super close on all of it without <laughs> being right on any of it. But horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> but with that yeah. said. It is 49.5% instead of a bottled and bond 50%. (laughs) The the title of it has 99 in it to reflect that 49.5%. It is a straight rye whiskey out of Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) And it is... $25 $25 a bottle, as previously said. And it scored 92 points uh, when tasted this year. Okay. Okay. Do you want to know what I, it is? I, you can get, I, get this process started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a rye whiskey that's, that, you know, is 99 proof, uh, you know, 49.5% alcohol. Yeah. Uh, it's Kentucky. So is it, is it a Heaven Hill product? Oh, so it might be. <laughs> See, now you've got me going from brand names to distilleries, and that, oh, it's not right. a strong suit of mine. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell you, it is Ezra Brooks 99. Ah, okay. Well, you know, here's the good news. I, I don't know who has the, the Ezra Brooks. <laughs> I mean, right? This is so telling of like two guys who focus on malt whiskey. Like, Oh, and then there's this bourbon brand. Is it, what's the distillery name? I don't know, but it's a brand. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to focus on an esoteric single malt producer in you know Rhode Island. Rhode Island <laughs> might be one of the only states in America without a single malt producer. Am I am I right in saying that? 
I don't know know why I'm asking you that follow-up question. I don't know. There are other things we don't know on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So Cesarbrook's 99 kicked it off. Uh, So that's nice to see a rye whiskey. And like I said a second ago, it's nice to see that affordability creep in. Certainly something that you and I try to put in our top fives uh, of of whiskeys. Does it talk about flavors at all? That's the one thing I can't remember. Does it highlight any? You have to click out to learn more and then Uh, they have. like. So I'm going to do that on select whiskeys, but I'm not going to do that starting in position number 20. Okay, cool. Uh, Number uh, number 19 Mm -hmm. comes from Japan, and I had a bottle of it on my shelf for donkey's years. Uh, Actually came from a very dear friend, uh, Christopher Jew, who brought Mm. it back from a trip to Japan. And uh, it was it was a cheap. Is it, I don't think it's the same it, one. I, I don't think you and I have the same one. But Joshua reaches off screen to is it this guy. Out. It is not. Looks, What's that you're showing? It's not coming through on the camera too well. It's it it's Nika. It's Nika whiskey from the barrel, but it's oh. some special little oh. bottling. You know, so obviously it, it comes from Japan, but I, you know, I think rumor has it it's a lot of Ben Nevis yeah, uh, going on. Yeah, naturalized Japanese whiskey. Yeah, which you know, but but yeah, is it is it this one or is it not this? It's one? not. No, Nika from the barrel is a little cracker as well, although the price oh, yeah. went yeah, quite far whiskey. north on this. Uh, this is a seventy dollar forty three percent Japanese, and I want to say blend, and I am correct because, as I said a moment ago, I have a bottle of this or had it on shelves. It's now in storage or in a box or in my closet. Who the heck knows? Huh. Um, yeah. So I. I- I don't think it's hibiki because I don't think I've ever seen you with a bottle of hibiki. Yeah, you're you're correct. It is not. Okay. Um, uh, in creating this dram, master blender uh, Jota Tanaka blends four styles of whiskey, all produced and aged at Blank Distillery, which is located at the base of Blank. Um, how familiar familiar are you with Fuji? Mm. You know, I am not very familiar with Fuji. I was surprised to see it in the U.S. I th- I thought Fuji was a, a dedicated Japanese blend. And so I guess here we are sitting here. This is 2023. This reflects what was released in 2023. Mm. So uh, I wonder if 2023 is, is Fuji coming to America. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's- Fuji Gotemba Distillery. Yeah, it's yeah. it's funny for for the number of Japanese brands that that you know I import through as being part of Impex. There are no blends um, mm-hmm. in in the range, uh, so so a Japanese blend is simply something I haven't really paid attention to. Right, it's not a competitive yeah. thing, so I haven't paid attention to it. Yeah, good to see Fuji coming in at number 19, yeah. though. That is, yeah. and there's no age statement attached. And, and as I said a moment ago, it's 43%. Okay. Uh, number 18 is actually a, a, a cousin, a, a sister slash brother um, of one of last year's major talking points. And so it's, it's nice to see this distillery uh, back in it. Okay. Could you give me a country? It's it's not American. It is not uh, Japanese. It is not Scottish. Oh boy! Oh boy! So mm-hmm. uh, I'm guessing is it 
Is it India? It is not India. It's not. It's a country that actually had quite wonderful representation in last year's top 20 list. Ireland. Correct. <laughs> All right. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember there was like a single barrel that won in in last year's top 20. Okay. Yeah. And this, uh, hopefully I'm not giving away too much for you here, but this was the one. Oh, that's that's a, that's a different bottle. The one that I'm thinking of, Jason Ricci's off screen. Yeah, here you go. I ended up purchasing this for an um, Irish tasting I did March 17, yeah. uh, based on the results of the top 20 list uh, that we covered last go. year. And so I am showing Joshua the Chinkapin, the Virgin Chinkapin Oak ah, from yeah. Teeling that yep. was high up in the top 20 last year. And so... It's them again, Joshua. Is it them again? Do you know what they put out in 23? You know, the Nolans are going to kick my butt for not knowing this because I know they're such big fans of of Teeling and and good Irish whiskey. Is Oh, wait a second. There's Was it another virgin oak bottling? So it's not. But it... (laughs) it, (laughs) It's a strike three, Jason. (laughs) No, no, no. So... No, you, you are right. It, it is virgin. It's virgin oh. Portuguese oak. The trouble yes. for my brain is once I read Portuguese oak, I totally forgot about the word virgin and substituted SDR. So I, uh, my brain played uh, a trick on itself. So It's actually it is, 72 virgins oak. Um, it wouldn't, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to get into those jokes. It scored oh ninety three. It's ninety three virgin okay. Portuguese oaks, Joshua. Is it is it is it single malt? Is it pot still? Is it grain? What what's the what You're type of Irish to, whiskey? Uh, Irish single pot still. Okay, so malted and unmalted barley, pot still forty six percent. Fifty. Fifty. Yep. And and a hundred dollars. Uh, I think when I got the mm-hmm. the uh, the chinka pin, it probably cost yeah. me a hundred and ten uh, okay. because I was doing it after the awards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. After yeah. it made a top twenty list, but I thought hundred and ten was reasonably close to the hundred that it came in at. So See, yeah, yeah, congrats to Teeling on that one. That's that's lovely. Yeah. Back back well years. Done. Yeah, great great people, great whiskeys. <laughs> We we then go to Canada for number seventeen. I'm I'm kind of scanning the list to see the countries. Uh, um, yeah, seventeen oh, is in Canada. So there was. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Let me let me tell you a story, Joshua. Go there, ahead. You, there you, was you, once you do a, there was once a gentleman, uh, and I'm using that term very loosely from Nantucket, who, <laughs> who highly rated an offering from this distillery, and it just about killed the annual review of whiskies that he put out. Uh, he was then responsible for putting some other nails in the coffin uh, of the end of that. Well, that's a story for another day. Can you imagine an- another, a return of a distillery uh, that nearly led to the, the demise of a whiskey ranking? So, so firstly, using that term, gentlemen, really, really loosely. So is it a Crown Royal again? It is a Crown Royal. Oh my gosh. But it is not Northern Harvest. Oh, is uh, it the Apple one? 
<laughs> this is Crown Royal Noble Collection Barley Edition. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. 45% alcohol, $80 mm-hmm. a bottle, scored 93 points. And uh, is the final limited edition release in Crown's Noble Collection. Hmm. Okay. You know, uh, listen, I, 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 I think it's nice that Canadian whiskeys are, are getting some nods. You know, we've got friends here in the Northeast, uh, Nick and Zach Taylor, who have found North, and they do independent bottlings of exclusively Canadian whiskeys. They're really trying to shine a light on, on some of the beautiful spirits that are coming from that country. So, you know, it's nice to see uh, this Crown Royal get a nod here. It's nice to see Nick and Zach doing what they're doing. And, and there's plenty of others too. So, you know, it'd be nice to see more attention being paid to to good Canadian spirits. So yeah, yeah check, absolutely checks yeah. out. No, beautifully said, Joshua. There's my there's my Hanukkah gift to you. Ah, there um, you go. A, a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we then and this is very well, I guess it's got a different title to it, but the, the branding is is very well known on this one. Mm. And I'll give you I'll give you one clue here. So our first four, we went Kentucky, Japan, Ireland, Canada. We are returning to one of those four for spot number 16. Which country do you think we're returning to from those first four? I want to say we're returning to America. Incorrect. I want to say we're returning to Japan. Incorrect. I want to say we're returning to one of the other countries you mentioned. <laughs> Were you just naming the ones you could remember? <laughs> yes. Is it another Irish whiskey? It is another Irish whiskey. Hey, yes. there you <laughs> go. All right. First time. <laughs> First time. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is this is from the family, uh, very well known that, that to, to my mind, the family of Yellow Spot and Green Spot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, very, very well regarded, very well spoken about. You know, it, it tends, I, I sometimes find it as the beginning of moving away from the, the Jamesons and, and, you know, the bottled Middleton uh, brand, right? It's that beginning of here's another thing you could be drinking. Um, do, do, you, do you have that experience with, with Yellow Spot and Green Spot? Is that a way you pitch them to people? So, assuming you pitch these people. Oh, yeah, hold on. Oh, Joshua reaches off camera. I've got, again. A, I've got a little yellow spot right here, which I'm going to pour. <laughs> the jokes write themselves. You just wrote a joke for yourself on that one. Is this year's winning bottle the brown spot? What, what is it? <laughs> Oh, Joshua, we have gone sophomoric. Have- uh, yeah, l- listen, you know, I whenever I pitch Irish whiskey to those people who only know Jameson or, or only know, you know, Middleton as like the the you know the ultimate of the Irish whiskeys, I usually pitch Redbreast. 
Uh, absolutely, yep. Oh. Right? Um, Jason, if I'm Jason being... reaches off camera, <laughs> pulls up a red breast. Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> the lust red breast. Yeah, I mean, just, just to give you an idea, um, well, I guess I've had this for three years now, this yellow spot, two or three years. Um, I, I don't love the yellow spot so much. I've had the blue spot, which is quite nice, but but it's never never a thing that I reach for. I really talk mm. about red breast. Believe it or not, I urge people to drink Jameson because I think it's a solid little blend. It's an easy drinker where you could just hang out and have a conversation with friends. So I, I don't necessarily try to pull people away from Jameson. Well, let me tell you a little more about Greenspot now we've reached the controversial portion of today's episode. Uh, Greenspot Quail's Gate, Irish single pot still. This Greenspot expression is the third bottling in its wine geese series, a tribute to oh. Irish diaspora. It's finished for 16 months in Pinot Noir casks from British Columbia winemaker Quail's Gate, owned by the Stewart family, whose ancestors emigrated from Ireland to Canada over a century ago. Um, 46%, $70 a bottle, and scored 93 points. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, what makes green spot green spot? Like, I feel, I feel yellow, spl- yellow spot is a 12-year-old age-stated whiskey. Do they attach an age yeah, no. to? I, yeah, no. no, no, there's no age on this one. Nope. Okay. This is uh, this is just going by name of uh, Quail's Gate. Hmm. Yeah, we're we're not hiding to nothing with this list because I'm just like, yep, yep. What's the difference there? An Irish pot still. All right, okay. Let's go number fifteen, Joshua. Okay. I'm ready. I, I can't. I can't. I can't even imagine what I would say to you to have you guess this. It's from Colorado. <laughs> Tell me all okay. the things you know about Colorado producers. So I I know of Stranahan's and I know Breckenridge. Mm-hmm. And neither of those two. And, <laughs> and and then I know you can get the Silver Bullet from Colorado. Coors. That's a beer. Okay. <laughs> You had me it's not my a werewolf killing apparatus. This I'm just talking beer. Um, yeah, no, like Stranahan. I know Stranahan's and I know Breckenridge, and I return to Stranahan's quite a lot. And I, I don't have any Breckenridge here, but that's what I know. Yep. So, so what whiskey advocate knows is this is a high malt bourbon that's part of Colorado whiskey maker Old Elk's cask finish series. And this is port-finished high malt bourbon. Old Elk. Old Elk. Isn't Old Elk the MGP bottle, brand? 54.05%. I'm sort of struggling looking at my bottles here, but I thought Old Elk was an MGP brand. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. This is going with Colorado whiskey maker Old Elk. <laughs> so I've got a bottle of Old Elk. Uh-huh. Straight bourbon whiskey. Uh-huh. Master distiller is Greg Metz. It's been yep, signed. That's the, yep, same signature on this bottle at number 15 in the top 20 list. 
bottled by Old Elk Distillery in Fort Collins, Colorado. However, this is, I'm near positive this is MGP. Near positive might not be enough for us to make a claim on extra, extra. (laughs) I'm like almost positive. (laughs) To be clear, listeners and viewers, we are not positive at all. (laughs) (laughs) And all I have done is quote Whiskey Advocate magazine. Here you go. So anybody who wants to reach out, you know, questions at One Nation Under Whiskey. Especially if your name uh, is, was it Greg Metz? Was that the signature on the bottle? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, Joshua, the things we get into here. Um, All right. We have reached Scotch Whiskey in spot number 14. There you go. All right. All right. Um. Yeah, global brand. Uh, Again, this one does have an age statement, but it is another finished whiskey Mm -hmm. uh, coming in at 43%. Mm -hmm. And if I tell you it's $55 a bottle, Mm -hmm. you're going to get a sense of the size of production. So I think we've really whittled this down to perhaps three guesses. (laughs) <laughs> it's either uh Glenfiddich, Glenlivet, or the Balvenie. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those three. It is one of those three. Hey. Uh geez, things that have been released this year. Uh I I I, I think I want to rule the Balvenie out. I think that's okay. I will allow you to do so. Yeah. And I would, I'm trying to think of things that have been released this year. <laughs> I, I feel as if I haven't seen many new Glenfiddichs. Okay. So I, I want to say it's a Glenlivet of some extraction. Oh, you talked yourself I mean, out of the correct answer. I mean, like I said, a Glenfiddich of oh, some extraction. That's what I meant sir, to say. You, sir, exactly correct. First time. It is Glenfiddich 12 year old. Amontillado Sherry Cask Finish. Mm. Uh, scored 93 points, and as I said, 43% alcohol and $55 yep. a bottle. <sighs> Isn't that something? I bet, you, I bet you Jess has had that one. She she's she loves Glenfiddich. Oh, she's she's well up on our Glenfiddich. Yeah. She's well up on our Scotchies, to be fair. Well, she, I mean, you know, there are few people who are as well up on their Scotches. Compared to her, um, in, in the interest of a of a tight thirty five, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly blitz through a, a few bottlings. I'm actually gonna bridge from Scotch to Scotch. So position thirteen had something I've simply never heard of, which is Hemingway Signature Edition. It's a rye uh, produced. Uh, so what? Indiana and Kentucky rye. Going okay. into Hemingway's signature edition, it scored 94 points, 51% alcohol, and $80. There's then Blue Run Trifecta in position number 12, okay. which is Kentucky. It's a bourbon, uh, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it says here, at the helm for Blue Run Spirits' whiskeys, our whiskey director, Shaylin Gammon, and liquid mm-hmm. advisor, Jim Rutledge, who mm-hmm. demonstrate their mastery with this blend of three Kentucky bourbons aged six, eight, and nine years. 
So that's blue you, you run. You don't know price. blue run? No, no, no. no yeah. I feel like they might have been on last year's list because I feel like we may have had a similar conversation to, you haven't heard of them? Um, uh, another returner from last year's list is Barrel Craft. And Barrel Craft Spirit, six-year-old, cask strength, batch 35. It's Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Whiskeys, yeah. 58.75%, $90 a bottle, and it scored 94 points. So that's, yep. that's good to see. So Hemingway Signature Edition in 13, Blue Run Trifecta in 12, Barrel Craft Spirit, six-year-old, cast strength in 11, mm. brings us to another Scotch whiskey in position number 10, oh, Joshua. Yeah. And I'll, I'll quickly put you out your misery. It is not one of the big three players that you named moments ago, but okay. it is not a million miles away. Can you give me any, give me other signposts to work with here? This is a cask strength offering that okay. is released in batches. This is batch 12. It will run you $105 and you will gain 58.2% in alcohol. Really puts it into a category that we talk about a fair bit, but it's not one of our category mainstays, by which I mean it's not Glenfarclas 105, it's not Abalaur Abuna, but it's, it's in that family. So I feel as if we've mentioned a third distillery that's within that family that you didn't mention just now. Go for it. And I get the sense that it could be Tam Dew batch strength. Oh, I knew, I knew you were going to say Tam Dew, and it's not Tam Dew. It's not I knew you were gonna, No, I knew you were going to say that because you, you're right to say that. You're right to yeah. add that as the third yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, It's mm-hmm. not Tam Dew. It's, if there was a fourth, it would be this one. Oh, wow. <sighs> you, you're going to know this within half a second. It is... Um, I don't know if it's saying too much. You'll you'll forget by the next release and the next number anyway. But it's it's in the same family as the winning whiskey in today's top twenty. It is somebody we were sampling in 2011, 2012. Clendron Castro. Never did get them into the single cast nation spiral is, collaboration. Is it Glendronach? It is Glendronach, right? Yeah, Glendronach. It's, it's okay. one, you and I don't talk about Glendronach cask strength batches as a fourth member of that family that's Glenfarclas, Abelauer, and uh, the one you just said. Yeah, it's Tabby. it's interesting. Glendronach was was a brand or distillery that that I quite liked for some time, and then... And then it, it all became too heavy for me. Their spirit is mm-hmm. so heavy, and and I haven't returned to it. And so, you know, this makes me want to re- return to it and see what's going on here. Okay. Yeah, I, I think one of the key elements to pull out here, and and I, you know, I thought about this when I saw the the number one whiskey on this list, but this is Rachel Barry. This is this uh, is uh, Rachel Barry with with Glendronach, Ben Riach, and Glenglassa, and and okay. Brown Foreman, and what what an achievement, right? That's to to your very point of yeah, I I've never really been a Glendronach guy. There have been some of those really special ones when they were aging mm-hmm. down. Um, 
and and those became some special bottlings and I own one. I looked at it just the other day. It was a gift from you, Joshua. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and, and then Glendonic just kind of went away a little bit. So to see it return mm. here is is really positive. I would definitely venture into the world of a Glendronach cast strength batch 12 purchase on the strength of this award or on the it, strength of this accolade. And I like that it's returning under the banner of, of Rachel Berry, right? Yeah. You know, for, for a while it was just this, this was Billy Walker and what Billy did. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to see that, you know, she's, she's become a steward of that and created something that, that is obviously turning heads. So, so that's, that's good to hear. Good on her. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I tip my cap uh, on the strength of that one. And number nine returns us to America, puts us in Kentucky, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, recently sold a large production facility, not named Wilderness Trail. <laughs> recently sold production facility in Kentucky that is not named Wilderness Trail. Recently sold. I feel like... I. F- I can't think of who it is, and I feel like as soon as you tell me, I'm going to say, of course, it's so-and-so. The BBC? British Broadcast Company? (laughs) It's what I think about every time I see BBC. (laughs) Who's the other BBC in Kentucky? Uh, uh, (laughs) I don't know why I'm... uh, It may be the Irish whiskey that's doing it to me, but... Yeah, Bardstown. Oh, Bardstown. So I don't think of Bardstown as BBC. I just think of Bardstown as Bardstown. Yeah, it's the Bardstown Bourbon Company. It's the BBC. Oh, that's so funny. I think of just Bardstown as Bardstown. <laughs> okay. So this is this is their collaborative series. This is in collaboration with Foursquare. Uh, the blend of seven-year-old Indiana rye and 17-year-old Tennessee bourbon is finished in rum barrels for nearly two years. Wow. That sounds very, very interesting. Yeah. Seven-year-old Indiana, 17-year-old Tennessee, and then two years in in X four square barrels. Interesting. Uh, It comes in at 53.5% alcohol, which is a nice number to see for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The price tag is $160, which... You bring in a 17-year-old Tennessee whiskey here. Yeah. Uh, the prices are going north, but there you go. We, we, uh, <laughs> we try not to complain about the price of whiskey while complaining about the price of whiskey. I will try to do better. <laughs> 160. Good, good luck to you. Go get it. Um, number eight brings us back to Scotland and is the third whiskey that I thought was going to come out your mouth when you said Glenfiddich and Glenlivet, and then you, you zigged over to Balvenie, which I thought was fair. But th- this is always my third um, when making that top three producer list in Scotland. Oh, I see. So my top three were Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, Balvenie. And you're saying yep. the third. So it's not one of those three. It's another one, but it's an, another one of the big three. Yeah. When you say, okay. Yeah. It's the one I would sub Balvenie for. I would keep those other two, but I would sub Balvenie for this distillery. Oh, that's very, very interesting. Huh. 
<laughs> is it a space cider? Uh, no, it's a Highland. It's a Highland. Okay. Is it a Glenmorangie? Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, non-controversial oh, position the, from Jason. Is it the Glenmorangie um, Forest? It is a tale of the forest. Uh, 46% alcohol, $102, uh, scored 94 points. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was trying to tease out the, the piece of information, and what they decided to go with was, under master distiller turned mad scientist Dr. Bill Lumsden, Glenmorangie has earned its position at the avant at the avant-garde of Scotch. While not every one of his experiments goes as planned, this expression should please traditionalists and adventurous drinkers alike, and then goes into the tasting notes. <laughs> that is such a strange... Like, listen, we get he doesn't always do it right. Like, come on. But he, you know... <laughs> a squirrel founds, finds an acorn every now and again. That's what I that's what I take from that statement. While giving this whiskey the number eight spot, right? It's not even like, yeah, he hits, he misses, and this year he made number 20. It's like he hits, he misses, and this one's a cracker. <laughs> you should buy uh-huh. it. So so what do you know of Tale of the Forest? Uh, that I, I have a bottle in my kitchen. <laughs> do you know what that didn't make it into the whiskey advocate right up and it made it into josh joshua hands joshua morsey hands kitchen yeah i, I want to say that there has something to do with like they used burning twigs to make this or they or they put something you know strange in the mash to give it this like forest floor kind of thing am, am i right yeah, I, I don't know. Whiskey Advocate haven't told me. They've just said, Bill Lumsden, he's kind of hit and miss. <laughs> like, why would we tell you about the whiskey we selected for the number eight position? I, I can run and, and grab that. Nah, we're, grab good. The we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We, we, we got a tight 30 to be honest. Right, yeah, tight 30. Tight 30. Yep. Yeah, we haven't um, hit the 30 minute point yet, which is nice. <laughs> we haven't even hit the 20 minute point yet. So. Uh, number seven keeps us in Scotland, but okay. is bottled, uh, is released, is branded as a double double. As a double double? Yeah. What do those words even mean? Well, I'm trying to parse that from Whiskey Advocate right now. <laughs> um, um, blank. Aged the malts and grains for 21 years and then created the blend, returning it to the barrel for further aging before finishing it in Mizunara oak casks. So this this release has a 21-year age statement. Okay. Hits the cough button. It is 46% (laughs) ABV. Okay. It is $150. Okay. And it scored 95 points. And if mm. I told you the master blender, you would you would you'd be you'd be much closer to guessing uh, what's going on here. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of of producers that have put out a Mizunara finished mm-hmm. whiskey in 2023. Mm-hmm. I seem to recall a a a Glenfiddich in Mizunara, but that wasn't that wasn't 2023. Yeah, not this one here. Uh, man. Oh, okay. Wait a second. I'm trying to think of okay, what parent companies also own Japanese <laughs> companies? I was racking my brain as soon as I saw Mizunara. I was like, who do they own? There's so many oh. owners. It runs so, so is, it, deep. is it a beam distillery? It is not. It's a very natural place to go, and it, it is not. It mm. is. The, the, we are talking a blended Scotch whiskey, Joshua. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 uh, this is, um, yep. there you go. It's Dewar's. It's Dewar's. It's Stephanie McLeod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yep. exactly. Yep. This is Dewar's Double Double 21-year-old Mizunara Oak. And the uh, the opening salvo here is Master Blender Stephanie McLeod leans further into the experimentation that saw her use Mizunara Oak casks for Dewar's Japanese Smooth this time as the final step of the 21-year-old's aging process. There you so go. there you go. 21-year-old blended malt makes spot number seven. That's, there you go. Yeah, that's quite special, isn't it? It, it um, is, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, numbers seven, five, <laughs> number seven, number six, five, and four are all Kentucky. Six, five, and four are all Kentucky. All Kentucky. All okay. Kentucky. Bourbon's rise. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind going to number three. <laughs> it's we, kind of we, weird. We, this is all heading, isn't it? <laughs> all right. So, so, so a quick bridge from number yeah. seven to number three. Thank so you. number six is Maker's Mark Seller Age 2023. Um, Interesting. 57.85%, $150 a bottle, scored 94. Checks out. Number five is Wild Turkey Master's Keep Voyage. Hey. Uh, 53% alcohol, $275 a bottle, uh, scored 95 points. And number four is Little Book Chapter 7, titled In Retrospect. And that is 59.05%, $150 a bottle, and scored 95 points. So there you go. Maker's Mart, Wild Turkey, and, and Booker's family there. There you go. Isn't that something? I'll, I'll take it. I mean, listen, the, all three, I mean, Maker's Mark, Wild Turkey, great distilleries. The little book blends have been have been fantastic stuff. So yeah. yeah, spot on. Yep. Chapter seven makes it into the fourth spot. So um well with with number three in mind, this is this is the shirt of choice. This is my Westland uh colored shirt. It is not Westland branded shirt, but every time I look in my closet and I see this shirt, I ask myself, am I having a Westland kind of day? And this morning, the answer was very much yes. I am having a Westland kind of day. <laughs> so there is no guessing to be done here. We we already 
texted our congratulations to the Westland crew. Um, we were distinctly privileged to record a live podcast at Westland on the day of launch for Garyana 8, uh, November 5th of, of this year. We said to a person, uh, Jess was there, members of the nation were there. It was an absolutely cracking day. And to a person, we said, this is some of the best Garyana we have had in this uh, eight-bottle series. Mm -hmm. uh, incredibly well put together. Um, and so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic to see it get number three, American single malt whiskey. Now, to my mind, this is the only American single malt whiskey in the top 20. And, you know, last year we had Westward in position number four. Uh, if memory serves, the Westward cask strength was in position yes. number four. Last yeah, year. there, there you go. So, right. So it's, it's nice to see a return of American single malt to the to the top five section, the upper echelon, uh, right? And and here we are. We moved up a notch. We went from number four to number three. And and I'm with you. You know, being part of that launch, the fact that Westland adjusted their launch day to go around our live podcast was 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 pretty special. You know, and, did they and, adjust their launch day? Or did we adjust the day we were recording the live podcast? Oh man, now you have me remembering things potentially wrong, but oh boy, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we we adjusted ours, but I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I feel like it was a little from column A and a little from column B. There you go. There you go. But like hey, any good collaboration. But but you're you're spot on here. When we tasted it on the day, we said, "Wow, this is this is some of the best Gariana that we've had. And they added in some PX Sherry into here and, um, you know, just, just some lovely cask usage. So yeah, really happy with this one. Yeah. Oh gosh. This, this actually has a video. I'm not going to play it or this recording will crash. Oh, here's, here's what Whiskey Advocate says this. This is Seattle, Washington-based Westland's eighth Garyana release, and it just keeps getting more graceful. I agree with that statement. That, this is that, a graceful that, whiskey. That's a nice statement, isn't it? That yeah. was really measured. Yeah, very happy with that. Um, this is 50% uh, alcohol, $150 uh, a bottle. And scored 94 uh, when reviewed by uh, Whiskey Advocate. And, yeah. and and just super excited. You know, one of our long-time uh, collaborative partners and, and a group of people with whom we thoroughly enjoy collaborating. Yeah. And yeah. sold out our selection from Westland. You know, the fact that Single Cast Nation can only sell Westland Single Cast via lottery shows that the nation feels similarly about Westland. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were there on the day selecting 2024, uh, an early 2024 release. But this isn't about Single Cast Nation. This is about Westland, Garyana, number there eight, getting third Thank spot you. in Whiskey Advocates' annual top 20 list. Brilliant, brilliant achievement. And uh, I tip my cap. Number two, Joshua, this, ha this, this is another batched cask strength out of Scotland 
that has come upon my radar in the last year thanks to my group on the Palouse. Uh, my Whiskey Society has brought this to my attention as something very worthwhile. And I've I tasted batch two or three mm-hmm. and said, oh, yes, now in position number two with Whiskey Advocate is batch four. So this really has legs, really has staying power, and really needs to be on a shelf. So... I, I loved seeing this in the number two position. Is it a single malt, blended malt? Single blend? malt single from malt. a distillery that, that I would say mm-hmm. went into the wilderness a little bit, in, in my humble opinion, um, really became a staple of travel retail. And what was going into travel retail was not designed for me or you or our ilk and Hmm. now here's a batched cask strength offering that absolutely is for me and you and our ilk it's not isla right it's not isla not isla space cider it's not space side it's a highlander it is a highlander and and to a sub region that we are quite fond of Western Highlands. <laughs> you had me at Island. <laughs> ah. Well, there could be a number of islands. <laughs> Correct. I mean, it could be Isle of Skye. It could be. Who? Come on. Out of the islands, who really went all in on travel retail and didn't produce anything that we bought? I seriously am, am, am having a brain fart here. Hundreds of Viking releases. Hundreds. Oh, Highland Park. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Highland Park. Oh, right? Okay. They, they, went, they went into that little place where it was I like... I about that, yeah. Yeah, and at 40 Again, you're story-driven, right? It's story and box and label. Yeah, 40% alcohol. And then they released a series of single casks with ridiculous high ABVs that that I also felt you didn't always hit the mark. And so here we are at a batched cask strength offering. Which is why I was originally hesitant to jump into this batch mm. cask strength because it too has got very high ABVs attached to it. And the recollection was yeah. Highland Park hadn't been doing too well at the high ABVs. Yeah. These batches are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So this is Highland Park, Castrenth, batch four, 64.3% alcohol. Oof. Which, you know, again, in the grand scheme of things, higher for us is, is very appealing. It is something Andy. we seek out. Yeah. However, yeah. The history we were having at those higher ABVs was not successful. Correct. 64.3. So I haven't had batch four, so I can't speak to the 64.3 on this one. But the high strengths I've had on previous batches, cracking, cracking whiskey. NAS, non-age stated whiskey? Non-age stated, uh, $100 a bottle. And it's just Highland Park cask strength. How have I not paid attention to this <laughs> bottling? I just 
because we didn't need to, right? The, yeah. the whole recent history, the last decade of Highland Park. You, you and yeah. I talk very fondly, very often of Hyarta, you know, oh, you know, yeah. as, a, as a high water mark that, you know, what's come close to Hyarta since since Hyarta? These are good. These are really good. Worth your time. Worth your time. For those that don't know what Hyarta was, that was a bottling from 2009, uh, 12 <laughs> years old and Castrant. I think they only made 3,000 bottles, but man, that was, that was a release that both you and I have purchased multiple bottles oh, of. Yeah. So you're... So you are, are you saying, and I want, I want, is this, is this a decla- dec- declarative statement? Are these cask strength or batch strength bottlings of the quality of that Yerta? They are, they are, they're different. Yeah, they're, they're different. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say pick one over the other or, or one replaces the other. Yerta remains Yerta in just, Drop dead gorgeous. These cast strength batches are excellent expressions of Highland Park. Okay, um, there you go. I'm going to seek them out. It, yeah. It's nice yep. to have a return to quality cask strength Highland Park. So I'm, I'm oh, really glad. Hundred percent. I am absolutely yeah. celebrating this. So to see this yeah. at number two, really yeah. wonderful. Yeah, beauty. To close it out along very similar lines, and, and we said this down at the the Glendronach cask strength uh, pick. Is we have a return here, uh, and it's a and it's a return fueled by Rachel Barry, mm-hmm. and it gives us a distillery that I don't think has had its due since a, a couple of our friends were at the helm, and and to see it take number one, I, I think was a real reason for celebration, and uh, the distillery is. I know what it is because now I now I remember. This was the one where I said, and then I there were two whiskeys, but then I forgot one, and now I remember. It's it's Glen Glassow with the sand bed bottling, right? Right? Is it right? Sand End? Sand Sand End Sand End. Yeah, thank thank you. Um, sand right. End. And imagine having a number one winning bottle that comes in at seventy dollars. Right? That that price, as we said last year, you know that price is going to go up. But what a great great spot for it. I love the new packaging. I love the yes, twist on the bottle. On. I don't normally like flange around the cork. I, mm-hmm. I like the flange on this. I think it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the packaging is is very nice. The label is real standout. I haven't tasted yeah. the whiskey, which is why I'm saying all these pretty things about the photograph. I I have tasted one of the new Glen glasses in, in that range. The 12-year-old was at uh, Scottish Dave's on... Saturday. It was, yeah, it was. That's not the one <laughs> Char- I had, though. Charlie Prince uh, uh, had had a cheeky report of that. Okay, yeah, you know, because it, we were talking about Sand End and we were talking about this award, and we uh, saw the twelve-year-old okay. sitting on the back okay. bar. Okay, yeah, you know, this the Glenglassa Distillery has had such a spotted history of being open and closed, and and their liquid being desired and not desired for this blend or that blend. And then in 2008, you know, our, our dear friend, Stuart Nickerson reopening it and, exactly. you know, hiring Ronnie Rutledge to be his, you know, his right hand person in this. Absolutely. And then, and then it gets sold to Brown Foreman and, you know, it was, well, I think one of the things that was so interesting about the Brown Foreman purchase of Glenglassa is when they purchased 
that distillery, along with Benriach and Glendronach, all of the focus went to Benriach and Glendronach. And it, and at first I was thinking, man, you know, you're not giving Glenglassa its its due. Yep. And and if I th- if you really think about it. I think they had to play the waiting game. I think they wanted to ensure that the distillery was being represented in the absolute best light. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of that is liquid and perfecting the liquid, but then a lot of it is in this packaging that you're talking about, which is incredibly attractive and, and I think complements the spirit inside really nicely. And, and yeah. here we are, an, another win for for Rachel Berry and 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 the you know the 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 master blending that that she does of this spirit like you know again hat tip to her and hat yep. tip to brown foreman on i'm finally giving glenn glass its due and into whiskey advocate for recognizing this that bottle is 100 on my list to get because for, yeah. for a number of reasons and and 50.5 percent alcohol right 70 it, it's bucks a, yeah. <laughs> it, it's an, it's another Higher strength Highland whiskey. I, mm. I think that is my takeaway from the top twenty list. Last year we talked about how much Irish was on the top twenty list. Mm. For me, this year it's it's the Highlanders. Look at these Highlanders coming out and taking you know terrific awards and and getting eyeballs within the Scotch category mm. on a region that mm. kind of lost some of its footing to Speyside, and now. You know, the coastal Glenglassa, Highland Park coming in there really, you know, positions one and two. That's really great to see. Yeah, especially seeing, you know, the past eight years or so, the number one spot or the spots very close to number one have been focused more on American whiskeys. Absolutely. Um, and so to see return to, to single malt scotch whiskey, you know, capturing the, the helm of both the gold and silver, first and second spot, yeah. is, well, is, is quite nice. And the Glamorangy, you know, number eight spot. There you, you go, know, the Glamorangy. Three Highland yeah. scotchies in the top yeah. 10. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Last year I, I came to... I uh, I came to terms with the the rise of Irish whiskey, and I applauded my my Celtic cousins. and uh, And to see three Highland Scotches in the top ten, and a and a Gary Westland, oh, oh, I can I can rest easy this day, Joshua. So, <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I I've been looking forward to this list coming out, and looking forward to recording this episode of Extra Extra. So this has gone uh, the way I'd hoped. However. With a tight 35 in mind, we better skedaddle. Before we do that, I will draw attention to uh, our email. You know, you showed it earlier, but please do drop us a line. Uh, info at singlecastnation.com or questions at onenationunderwhiskey.com. No E in whiskey. Um, subscribe. Tickle that bell. Do the things that... Grown-ups do uh, when they're on the YouTubes. Yeah, and, um, and and you know, we're presenting a list of the top 20 bottles of Whiskey Advocate, which is usually like a shopping list for people, right? They wait for this and mm, say, okay, oh, for sure. what, oh, there's what, no what doubt. new bottle or bottles am I going to get? <laughs> yeah. 
when you do purchase the bottles, if you chose to purchase any of them, again, we're we're not, you know, we're we're not the salespeople for these at all. We just think it's a fun list to go down. But when you do and when you open those bottles, we just want you to please drink the whole bottle responsibly. Very well said. Very well said. All right. Well, that's it for season four. It is in the bag. Uh, we will have our own year in review uh, in the next episode of One Nation Under Whiskey. Uh, please tune in for that. There'll be some, oh, there'll be significant dramming uh, going oh, on there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that recording as well. <laughs> so, a couple of strong ones to close out the, the calendar yeah. year. So uh, I will wish uh, listeners and viewers of Extra Extra uh, a warm and happy festive season, an end of year period. Uh, for those in greater difficulty around the world, uh, we will raise a glass to peace and hope that we see it sooner rather than later. Uh, and we will continue to bring people together in the name of whiskey and in the name of community. So, uh, Joshua, I toast you. And I toast our listeners and I toast our friends uh, <laughs> around the world. And Did you think if you just put your hand up to the camera that, that yeah, you're going like... to Photoshop a glass in my hand <laughs> in post, right? So there we go. Here's a tealing for the season. There you uh, go. Cheers, everybody. And peace. Peace. Hey, balloons, balloons of peace. Balloons of peace. <laughs>